This is Fresh Air. I'm Terry Gross. The book Seabiscuit is back on top of the bestseller list. It inspired the new film of the same name as well as a couple of TV documentaries. It was written by a woman who often barely has the strength to leave her bed. Author Laura Hillenbrand has been living with an extreme case of chronic fatigue syndrome for the past 16 years. We called her at her home to talk with her about why she devoted whatever strength she did have to the story of a horse. By the way, there's a new illustrated edition of the book Seabiscuit that includes about 150 photographs from archives and private collections. Well, Laura, welcome to Fresh Air. Apparently, you, you were just at the White House uh, watching a, a preview of the movie with, with the president. Um, did you ever think that the Seabiscuit story would become such a phenomenon? I, um, I didn't think... I don't think any writer expects this kind of success. Everybody has wild dreams, but mine didn't reach this far. I did know that the horse was absolutely wildly popular in the 1930s, and I thought that the same things that appealed to Americans in the 1930s could appeal to them today, and most notably the fact that he's a wonderful underdog and the people around him were wonderful underdogs. What made them underdogs? Everyone in this story, these are all very different individuals, the three men and the horse, but all of them emerged from loss. The horse's owner had brought the automobile to the West and become a multimillionaire, and then his son was killed in an automobile accident, and that's what turned him to horses. Um, the trainer was the man who'd spent 60 years out on the Mustang ranges, breaking Mustangs, and had become obsolete when the horse uh, was driven out by the automobile. And the jockey was abandoned at a racetrack as a boy and had been living in a horse stall for 12 years before he found Seabiscuit. And these guys were very, very different individuals in personality as well as history, but they recognized the strengths in each other, and together um, they, they really created a, a beautiful partnership that worked very well and, and brought the world a great racehorse. Of course, the horse himself was an underdog. What made Seabiscuit an underdog or an underhorse? <laughs> he was a horse who he was pretty well-bred, not, not very well-bred, but he was very homely. He was badly put together. His knees didn't straighten all the way, so it looked like he was always in the process of kneeling down. His tail was too short. His head was too big. His, his legs were too short. And he had just no success as a racehorse for the first two years of his career. He, he was, in fact, so bad that his owner tried to give him away as a polo pony, and the man she offered him to turned him down. Um, and uh, he, he really was coming from the bottom of the sport and, and trying to work his way up to the top. And, and he needed these men to do it. His first trainer simply didn't understand him. Now, you have a, a very extreme case.